Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Cowboy Red Extra Time, our new Wednesday show. And Stan likes to be joined by writer and broadcaster John Bruin, who you might well know from Guardian Football Weekly, as well as his excellent written work. Uh, he's going to tell us about his forest memories and what he makes of the team today. Uh, John, good to have you with us. How are you doing? I, I'm okay. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. No, no, it's very good of you to join us. I'm sure people know your work. Uh, so good of you to be with us. We were saying before we started recording a little bit around Forrest and your memories of them. So without going over them completely again, yeah. you were kind of saying we're of the same sort of generation where Brian Clough was very much a legendary manager, but maybe he wasn't, you know, his stock wasn't at an all-time high when you grew up around football. Yeah, I wasn't there for the, the truly golden years at Forest or Derby before that, but uh, if I'm allowed to mention that. Um, really? But, you are now in League One. Yeah, okay. But um, so... so Brian Clough was this guy that you'd see on the TV who this unbelievable personality, this character, uh, and the club seemed to be run as it was, top to bottom, by this guy who seemed quite angry quite a lot of the time and would, you know, tell off the commentators. Uh, and his football team uh, played a very neat style of football, um, uh, obviously personified by his son, Nigel. Uh but then you had the likes of Stuart Pearce and then there was, you know, obviously Roy Keane appeared and, you know, I remember that game, uh, Roy Keane's giving his debut at Anfield, wasn't he? And yes. uh, it just looked <laughs> looked brilliant from the start. And um, he, 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 and uh, I, I grew up a Manchester United fan and Cluffy always beat United, it felt. And, and uh, one game in particular, uh, Easter Monday 92, uh, they turned up. Basically, stop United winning the league by by winning that game, and uh, if I'm correct, that's revenge for the League Cup final that year, yeah. which was Brian McLeod winner. Um, and so, Forest were one of those teams that were were troublesome, uh, were were always there. And then, obviously, the decline of the Clough, you you know all about that, uh, followed. And then there was the Frank Clark era. Which we yeah, had a great team, didn't they? You know the, the Collymore and uh, and then uh, beyond that, my 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 view of Forest was like you know almost permanent crisis club of which which are several of that nineties Premier League clubs that just suddenly at the turn of the millennium just mm. fell away and I suppose you know ITV digital and all these things just fed into this this crisis and. You know, once the Pierre van Hooydonk crisis happened, it was just one after another, and you had David Platt and all this stuff, and multiple, multiple playoff disasters. Uh, and and um, within the press corps, there are a lot of Forest fans, mm. and uh, a lot of them are pretty down and in the mouth about how Forest, you know, would, would draw um, failure from what seemed guaranteed success, but. I have to say, you know, 
these days uh it's good to have them back uh and i've i've enjoyed visiting the city ground when i have done um it is rather preserved in the aspect of when they used to be good when when, when brian was still around but that's good because there's too many grounds now which identicate too too modern though uh you know if you're in the press facilities you don't necessarily want to drip on your laptop, which I think did happen when I was at the city ground. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, so yeah, forests. There are they're not an establishment club, but they're they're a club with with so much for for someone of my age. They were they were just ever present. Obviously, Brian Clough, but yeah, uh, that that long journey to come back. Uh, I thought it would never happen. I mean, funny enough, my dad is a Sheffield Wednesday fan, a club I place in a similar category. Mm. Again, you know, good the good in the early nineties, uh, and they're never coming back. And so, for Forest to actually get over that and, and be back in the Premier League, I think is quite an achievement. And uh, the credit goes, as I'm sure uh, most Forest fans see, uh, to Steve Cooper. They they have a gem of a manager, I think. Ah, we'll come on to him. He's on yes. my topic list. I mean, just in general, you know, you mentioned Sheffield Wednesday. They're one of those clubs that people say, "Oh, you know, if you're putting your ideal yeah, exactly. in the Premier League together, it would have Sheffield Wednesday in." It would have leads in, and we, I suppose for you, would Forest be in it then, even if they'd been? Yeah, in absolutely, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and th- th- yeah, th- those are the. Yeah, there is that again. It, there must be a, a, a league table from say ninety four, ninety five, uh, that everyone thinks right. That is how the Premier League should be, hmm. uh, and that would include Blackburn, funny enough. But with people, you know, just, but Blackburn were you know a very big club. It's just how the shifting sands of football and. Um, I suppose, actually, if you think about Forest, they have been uh, victims of that because provinces or the of, of, of England, English football, have, have had, apart from Manchester, uh, have, have had problems because you know London is suddenly this big um, magnet for players and money. Liverpool just about managed to get themselves, you know, keep their head above that, into that elite category. And then for other clubs to prosper... Well, we have to have uh, investment by nation states and the rest of it, and now we're getting into all types of uh, uh, dodgy territory, aren't we? So, what have you made of Forest as a member of the National Press Pack since promotion? Obviously, they seem like this kind of curiosity, curiosity in a way, with so yeah, many yeah. transfers, so much said and written about them. You know, internally, we we were like, well. They had to make a lot of transfers because they came up with literally five players. Yes, but it did get it did go a bit crazy. But I don't think the national media expects it to go as bad as it did, and maybe we didn't as well. But you know, they are a curious beast in a way, aren't they? Since getting promoted, so what's your take on them? Yeah, I mean, again, they 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 came up with more chaos. Really, I mean, the, yeah. the owner, interesting character, uh, you know, adds to the gaiety of nations in being around, doesn't it? Um, mm. And just yeah, in those early, I suppose early weeks when players were coming in and in and in on a level that only Chelsea have managed to emulate really on a, in terms of mm. recruitment, um, there were so many strange mixed messages coming out of the club. There appeared to be um, a lack of unity. Um, various briefings coming from parts of the club. Um, sporting directors coming and going. Um, and then there was this um, idea, wasn't there, that Cooper himself would go. And I remember there was this point, it's like, well, Cooper's going to get fired next week. And instead, 
as, as I recall it, he was given a new contract. Mm. And from that point, I do think, uh, well, not exactly the most stable club in the world, Forest have affected that um, or given off that, 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 that idea that they someone there might know what they're doing. Um, and look at last season, obviously, as a player you sold, but, you know, in, in plays like Brennan Johnson, uh, they were too good to go down, really, compared to the, those that, that that fell down. You know, your Leeds and Leicester's just fell off a cliff, really, whereas Forrest got stronger. Again, credit to Steve Cooper, who, who I, I do think... Uh, um, I suggest I would suggest if if anything went awry there, that might be a big problem for Nottingham Forest. Let's talk about Cooper then, because it's interesting. I don't. It's always different in the grounds. Everyone's one hundred percent behind him, but online on Twitter and you know other places that talk about Forest, there's a bit of yeah. an increasing, not maybe tied against him or question marks over him, which I still don't buy. I think it, you know is the results business if it carries on. Then, Absolutely, yeah. Against him, but as we sit here right now, I think they've had you know, a, a mad 15 minutes against Luton and they were pretty average against Liverpool. But otherwise, they've not been a million miles away. But there are question marks against Cooper for the first time, for some. I mean, that surprises you a lot, I take it then. Yeah, but I mean, uh, this is the problem, isn't it? That, that, that clubs, are, those that don't follow the club closely aren't completely wide in. So, mm. um, as, as popular a club as, as Forrest might be amongst certain journalists, they're not the focus of a you know of a, a national that comes out of London. That's so. Um, I always thought that there were there are certain managers that that got away with going on long runs of defeats or not winning matches. Eddie Howe used to do that all the time at Bournemouth, and you, and then suddenly you'd think they haven't won for three months, and then would win, and then oh, isn't Eddie Howe one of the best managers in football? You know that's, hmm. and I think there is something about that with with Steve Cooper. I don't think any um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the performance against Liverpool which was coming off was not fantastic. It was pretty one-sided. Um, the first goal, though, was... Was it the first goal? was an act of... Uh, what's a defender bringing it out of play. Murillo bringing it yeah, into yeah, the field, yeah. Decided he was Clodo Aldo in the 1970 World Cup final and getting robbed and they score. Um so you'd be, that's an individual mistake, but it, it felt like there wasn't a way back into that game. Now, obviously, Liverpool, I think, are likely to be, you know, up there with with, with Arsenal as challenges to Manchester City. So, no disgrace in that. But when when you you asked me to come on, I looked at Forest League position, and I was quite surprised actually because again, they're not. It doesn't feel to me like there's any great decline set in there. But, you know, injuries and a, a few mediocre performances and that's the type of position you can find yourself in. I mean, maybe we'll go on to talk about this, but I've seen quite a lot of the other clubs towards the bottom of the league and I, I don't think uh, they are uh, have too much to worry about or shouldn't unless things go uh, pretty badly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just, you know, they've got a few injuries at the wrong time and no striker yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, a, a Langer... Uh, who I think is a talented player, uh, though um, at Manchester United suffered from having a patronage of Ralph Ranić, which is you know a bit of a, a bit of a kiss of death. Unfortunately, uh, is a good player. Uh, he's really hardworking, but yeah, he's no line leader. And as as many, this is the issue, isn't it? I know, I know, you, I know you have injuries, but strikers are hard to come by these days. Strikers mm-hmm. and central defenders are, are, are difficult to come by. Uh, everyone's a midfielder. And um, or a winger, 
and uh, yeah, but and they can't always play centre forward either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just obviously you have seen more of a Langer than me, probably, even if I've seen him this season. You weren't surprised United moved him on then when they've got Garnacho and other players waiting in the wings. Yeah, yeah, I think they had a, a glut of wingers. Um, and Manchester United, like so many other clubs, is a bit of a sell to buy club now because of the finances mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, I, I didn't sell him for two. How much did you pay for him? You, 15 million. Okay, well, that's a reasonable price for a player of that level. I would say that's market value. Um, there's an imp- there's improvements to come from him, I'd say. Mm. Uh, and I, I do think it, uh, at United, he was one of those that, that did. I think the good thing about him is that he will follow a manager's instructions properly. He's a well-coached player, responds well to coaching. And that's 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 to, to Steve Cooper's benefit. And I think Ranić saw that. The problem that Ranić had at United is... That was just about the only player that would listen to him because yeah 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 yeah. I mean, you've seen how Manchester United are. They don't listen to the the the, the guy at the moment either. So yeah, no. I mean, oh, I'll go off on a tangent, but um, Bruno Fernandez drives me mad as a, as a captain in a losing effort. He's absolutely toxic. I don't know. He's the last player. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I'm not on the the Bruno Fernandez fun boss. No, I don't really. Uh... I think I think a, a club like United. Uh, um, there is too much of a hero complex in certain players. Now, you know, I grew up in the late eighties. There was this Brian Robson thing, and then Cantona came and actually delivered this stuff. And mm. Roy Keane, another. And I think fans look for this. And Stephen Gerrard was a, a player like that. Though Stephen Gerrard is a much much better player than Bruno Fernandes, I should say. But this this idea of this guy is going to score from this and take it on and up, it, it doesn't work. You need to have. Uh, someone like that needs tactical discipline, and then you compare that to say Bernardo Silva, his compatriot who can play mm. in any position, will do what a manager says, and that's the the big difference in football these days, isn't it? Is that you look at those clubs at the top of the division? Okay, they've got the best players, but their players are ones that respond to what the manager's asking them to do, and say, uh, you know, so, so the, the the club that everyone loves these days is. Brighton these days, mm-hmm. and that's because Deserby, um, who's a pretty fearsome character actually up close, they listen to what he says, and he has a you know a, a, a real uh, hold on the players and, and their tactics, and that's that is what the the Premier League is about now, isn't it? It's this really really tactical, tough. Uh, he says this pressing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about you. Um, it, it feels like in the last. Two two seasons or so. I mean, pressing's always been about. I remember Fabio Capello when he was England manager screaming "press, press" at the England players, and they didn't, obviously. And Milan used to play pressing. You know, obviously was where he came from. Back at, but um, I, I was at uh, Wolves Newcastle over the weekend, and that was just two teams pushing so hard to force a mistake from the other team to score from, and that's pretty much how I understand a lot of coaching goes on now. In the Premier yeah, League. yeah, that yeah, that was a really good game. Newcastle looked shattered by the end. I thought, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think Forest are they're a little bit behind that. They're trying to catch up with the players they've signed this season to be more front foot, be more aggressive. But they are a bit behind. Um, talking of you know United, Brighton, other teams, does it feel like two leagues within a league to you, or even three leagues within a league to you this season again? Uh, yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a mini league at the top that Manchester City will will, will win. I think uh, 
in a class of their own. Um, as good as I think a job Mikel Arteta has done at Arsenal, and as good a manager as Klopp is, I think Liverpool do have that oscillation up and down. Um, I think they get tired. I mean, you would get tired playing for a Klopp team, wouldn't you? But mm-hmm. they've got younger legs now. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is, when I go to Premier League matches, as I do most weeks, um, I find, I think the, the thing that really stands out for me is that each team has a, a real, real quality player. It, it feels like that. It, it has, there is a high standard play in attack, uh, in midfield, uh, that you know, sort of ten years ago you wouldn't have found. You know, you could go to, a, let's say, an Everton, Birmingham, and you'd find nothing. To, yeah, uh, you'd find Robbie Savage as the yeah. best player in Birmingham. <laughs> midfield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they'd be up against like Dennis Strakulerzi or someone like that. You know, it, it would be, uh, and but now, so you go to Brentford. I go, I go to Brentford quite a lot because down in London. And the quality player they've got, you know, Umbuemo, um, Wiesa, um, it's 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 really exciting playing. So you know, so a game like uh, Wolves Newcastle, Newcastle have spent a fortune on players, but Wolves have Neto, you know, yeah. who is a fantastic player, and, and and that is the thing is that, and in that middle section, every team does appear to have that that player, and I suppose actually that's a question of you. Who's your uh, who's your wild card, your maestro this season? Mm. Is it is it Gibbs White? Is it? Uh... Yeah, I probably. I mean, it's meant to be Gibbs White. He's got he's had some criticism this season because yeah. I think he got was it five goals and eight assists last season. He hasn't matched those numbers, but they've kind of tried to spread the workload on him a bit. They've signed Nicholas Dominguez from um, Bologna, who's done very well. They've got Tyro Awanye, who started the season on fire. You know, scored at Old Trafford very early on, then got injured, which is a problem. So and Hudson, Hudson and Doy as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and again, he started really well, scored that great goal against Burnley. Yeah, yeah. You know, then now he's injured, and it's kind of symptomatic. Like watching Liverpool when they've got a front three of Salah, Jota, Darwin. Yeah, Even our best front three is, you know, Hudson and Doy, Alanga, and Awanyi probably, and yeah, Alanga and Hudson and are projects that cost. You know, twenty million between them, and like we're trying to get to be where Aston Villa are, and they're spending fifty million quid on Diaby and thirty million on Bailey. And I think mm. there's still a there's a gulf, isn't there? Like yeah. teams like Villa and Brighton are the ones who look closest to bridging that gap. And I think, would you say Forest are in that clutch with uh, Palace, Fulham, maybe Brentford, West Ham? Is it too ambitious? Are they just below that still for you? I think just yeah, maybe just a little below that, N- not far off, but that's that's where that's clearly where the club are aspiring to, isn't it? Because yeah. Again, Palace are long established in the Premier League, and with recruitment, it's difficult to get players. So, like a player like Eze is gonna is gonna be happy to go to Palace. Again, that's a, it's a London factor because you mm-hmm. know players like to live in London. Um, uh, I mean, Olise as well. You know, I mean, Palace are actually a team I really enjoy watching. Um, just because they they seem to play totally off the cuff, and again, I, I have no idea how much Roy Hodgson has to, has to do with this, but they do play yeah. this amazing attacking football at times, and sometimes they can be really quite poor. Uh, but yeah, Brentford, um, Brentford are one of those teams that I think someone like Forrest probably aspire to, which is you know, you uh, Thomas Frank is a not dissimilar to Steve Cooper, but is someone I think who's. He's changed his 
style of play as he's gone on. Because, I mean, they arrived in the Premier League, I think it was that first game, did they beat Arsenal 3-2? Yeah. And it was, yeah. And it, they were like the new crazy gang, like a, you know, like a Wimbledon. Uh, excuse me. And he's refined the team's play a little bit more. Um, and uh, you need to adapt according to, I mean, what you also need to do is that eventually the opposition are going to work out how you're going to play. So mm. you have to have to have to vary it a little bit, and even Brighton, you know, suddenly there was a certain point where they were smashing everybody because they have this counter play. Then eventually, uh, um, Unai Emery works out that if you wait a little bit longer, then you can counter on them, mm. and you can score six goals in that. You know, which was at that game. Um, maybe Forest don't quite have that level of player yet or that that tactical sophistication but I think that's what they need to be aspiring to I think that that bottom group I mean Bournemouth won at the weekend and maybe they might go in a run you don't know mm. Burnley I have to say uh Vincent Company um I'm not sure I mean I do think there's a guy with a job because of who he is mm. yeah and um and I think that speaks to the quality of the championship last season, which those with a bit more expertise tell me was not fantastic last year. And I think Sheffield United probably have proof of that, uh, even though I'm an admirer of Paul Heckingbottom uh, just for that sort of bluff Yorkshire spirit that he puts into the team. because, And also the honesty with which he approaches the game and just says, you know, come on. Uh, but, you know... Uh, this idea that they bring in Chris Wilder back or whatever and it changes, I can't see it. But yeah, but Forest have to be and should be looking, to, should aspire to be better than that. And then, of course, you've got Everton as well as the other team in there. Good win against West Ham at the weekend. Um, but then you've got points deductions and a very thin squad. Uh, and I'm not utterly convinced by Sean Dash, a guy who was pretty heavily linked with replacing uh, yeah. your man for a while, wasn't he? Well, he lives in Nottingham, yeah, and he's had a lot of games, so I'm sure he would have liked the job <laughs> at one point. He, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a Clough graduate or whatever, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I always thought that was a bit uh, quite interesting, you know, that he was at a lot of the games. It was a bit like, is that necessary, really, when, you know, the mm. man's under pressure? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Sean Dyche mm. wouldn't like that if other, you know, if uh, Chris Wilder, say, sat in the stands at Everton or whatever, I don't know, but yeah. Um, just going back to last season then and all the signings, I mean, hand on heart, when you were discussing it on Guardian Football Weekly, did you think this is going to blow up and be a, like people say, Fulham of 2018, kind of spectacular failure? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone did. Everyone, come on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and I saw quite a bit of Fulham in that at that time. And uh, I mean, they went through a couple of managers, didn't they? Um, and it was, uh, and actually that, that possibly is what saved it is that you don't panic and you don't give all the power to these players you've brought in that haven't actually, you know, haven't, aren't used to working with each other and you keep the faith in the manager and maybe those that, you know, the various recruiters are the ones that, that pay the price for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed like a crazy situation. Uh, we, we've seen it, as I said, at Chelsea, where it doesn't work. You can't just bring in a load of players and say, hey, there you go. Um, you have to bring in quite proven quality as well at times. Now, that's according to a club's budget as well. Mm. Um, but 
somehow it felt like they they muddled through, and then obviously the home record playing at the City Ground was a big part of keeping them up. Yeah, I mean, is that one of the things why you know you high you hold Cooper in high regard for keeping it together in that circumstance? Because he made a team out of you know a very disparate group of players that came yeah. together very quickly. Yeah, he did, and you know he, the the previous season to that, of course, he, as 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 I recall, you know, Nottingham Forest was a a group of loanees and players, yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know, it, if you wanted a manager to build a scratch team, Steve Cooper's probably your man. I suppose mm. that the test of him now is whether with that little bit more stability, I wouldn't say that Forest is the most stable club in the world. I, I don't think you would either, Matt. Uh, no. um, whether he he's able to... Uh, maintain that because there are so many clubs over the years that you've thought have cracked it that have thought hang on we've got through the first season you're probably going to get through the second and then that's the problem and I think uh, as I said Brentford I think at the start of the season began to wobble a bit thinking that might be an issue I think they'll be okay now but think back yeah 15 years teams like Reading where you thought they might be around for quite a while and then you have a few Bad results turns into a bad season, and then you know you come, you don't come back. And Leeds as well isn't you know Leeds again in that that got that um, ideal Premier League. It looked for two seasons and they got it right. Was it two mm. seasons or just one season? I can't. But it was the pandemic always makes me. Yeah, they got it right first season. They got wins like Anfield and Man City. Yeah, they, yeah, beat, they, they, they got it right the first season, wrong. and then yeah, it, it, it fell apart because it was. Again, it's not sustainable. I don't think Bielsa's play is sustainable in any sense whatsoever over a mm. season. Just don't tell Leeds fans that who would still reject what was a quite a obvious conclusion. But there you go. Yeah. I mean, I suppose this is the challenge for Cooper now. It's probably the first time in his whole coaching career he's had investment in his team. And yeah, he's signed players like Sangare who, for 30 million quid. And that's the big test. I suppose another thing a lot of fans see you can probably speak to is the shiny new object. You mentioned Deserby, you mentioned Emery. Yes. It can go that way, but it can also go Graham Potter at Chelsea, Jesse Marsh at Leeds, you bring in Dean Smith at Leicester. You bring some new manager in, it can go either way, can't it? It's just that you trust the yeah. owners to get it right in a way. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the, there's always this idea, isn't it, that the manager doesn't really make that much difference to a club and I, 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 that's what the stats nerds will tell you. Mm. Um you know, growing up in the eighties and nineties, it felt to me like football managers dominated then, and I still think they do in a in a certain sense. And I do think that why Manchester City, the best team in football, aside from all the um, you know benefits they've received from their ownership, well, it's because they've got Pep Guardiola, the best manager, the best coach. It's mm. it's a fairly simple equation. Other clubs have spent more money. Manchester United, you know, that's a, that's and they haven't got that. Um, yeah, management such a uh, it's such a difficult question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit lost on that one. I think. But you do rate Emery and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I do, I do think so. Yeah, I mean, I think they again, Emery's one of those managers again. Um, a lot of it to do someone, someone like Emery is a if you if you're in the presence of Emery, is a one of the nicest chaps you could meet. Uh, he is um, will answer every question, but every but his focus is completely on football, completely on tactics. 
And I do think he was a victim of replacing Arsene Wenger. I do think he was a victim. Uh, he went to Paris Saint-Germain. And he's so football-focused that uh, he can't deal with the, the other stuff around him. I remember seeing when he was a Sevilla manager, uh, and obviously it was through a translator, and it it was almost as impregnable. It, it, in Spanish, you could tell that the Spanish journalist was similarly left cold yeah. by this this level of discourse. Deserbi, someone like that. I mean, yeah, Deserbi. Yeah, Steve, because of Steve, because of the sort of okay. If you look at Steve Cooper, Steve Cooper is not a prepossessing character, is he? He's not Mister Charisma, and that, no. that actually that actually is is one thing he has going for him. Because someone like Deserbi is like this sort of huckster, hipster guy. You know, he speaks um, his English is not fantastic, though he speaks enough to know. When he's got a barb comment, I remember last season digging out Leandro Trossard when he was going to leave the club. You know, just a pretty there's an edge to him. Uh, I imagine Cooper can be hard off the pitch. He'd have to be right to to, yeah, yeah. to make the decisions he has. But um, to to his eternal credit, or to his credit in, in, in a public facing manner, he's able to be uh, Steve Cooper, nice guy. Um, obviously, his dad. Keith Cooper appears to be one of the only referees that anyone has any time for. So <laughs> that <laughs> so that tells you something, I think. Like he, he's from a nice family and he's a nice guy. And you know, is you know, what's this? I think so is this his fourth season as a manager only? I think that's right. Uh, fifth. Yeah, fifth, someone said, yeah. yeah, in club management. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is a you know, to be where he is now is a, a real achievement. And obviously, you know, uh, we all watch the you know, the achievement he did with the the younger teams for England. He's a, you know, he's a, and I did think actually with, you know, Gibbs White and Hudson, he was trying to rely on players that he knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, there are players that he knows and you will know as a, as a Forest fan that, you know, even uh, <laughs> when I was reading the history of Forest as a, you know, as a youngster, the fact that you would take McGovern O'Hare, you know, yeah. you, you need, you need players around you that, 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 that know you. And I don't know if it, is that possible? I'm not sure there are many John McGovern's and John O'Hare's around these days, but are they no. the Steve Cooper, Steve Cooper version? Yeah, we've got Joe Worrell and Ryan Yates yeah, yeah. who have come up with the football club, and they're you know they're the captain and vice captain. Unfortunately, they're struggling to get in the team at the moment because we've had this upgrading quality which hasn't quite yielded the results yet. But that's the other part of the challenge for them as players is can they step up and become regulars? Because the fans especially love Yates. Worrell's a bit more divisive, but. We did lack that at Anfield, I thought. A bit of bite, a bit of character, a bit of, you know, yeah, not go yeah. through someone, but someone take a booking or something, because it was so easy for Schlobberzai, who's really good, and McAllister yeah, as well. Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw a bit... There's a bit... McAllister, who is a... Not a... Uh, he's not a, a defensive player, mind you. Defensive mining player, is he? But I did see him sort of coming back to sweep up a forest attack rather too easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all a bit anemic, certainly. Um, right, if we pull all the strands together, then just to finish from what Sorry, you've seen, and have I been all over the show here? I'm no, probably... it's my, it's my fault. No, no, I think it's no, not at all. But I suppose the point I was going to ask you is, you've seen a lot of Premier League football. You yeah. feel the bottom three, bottom four sides, they're pretty set now, and Forrester kind of, they're above that. It's the question is how far above that can they get really, or do you worry they could still get sucked Let into it and be a Leicester who sleepwalks down the table? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the grandest cliches, isn't it, in, in football of like there's always one team that can drop down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sheffield United, hopeless. Burnley, 
might change the manager. That could make a difference. Mm. Luton, um, a lot of spirit in them. Really enjoyed them. Uh, I was up there the other week uh, against um, Tottenham. They gave it absolutely everything. Tottenham were down mm. to 10 men and mm. didn't have enough. I mean, Tottenham on the team, top of the league, of course. Uh, so, yeah. You, but I suppose what, what you can't do is think, oh, we got away with it this season because those teams weren't good enough. There is going to be, have to be strengthening. You, you, you're going to have to work on improving a team through the season. Like you can't mm. just say we got away with it because that's possibly where teams like Leicester and Leeds go wrong because Leeds stayed up <clears throat> the season before. Jesse Marsh is doing this, you know, whoop and holler celebration and then yeah. they go down the next year. It's, this is the, <laughs> the problem with being a Premier League club and not the richest Premier League club, which is, which is Forest's state of being. Uh, is that um, establishing yourself is very, very difficult. Um, and I think they'll be okay this season, but it's that, I mean, what's next? You know, you have to, you know, the, the Cooper thing may may come and go. Mm. Um, you'd be concerned, I imagine, over, over who the next manager would be. I mean, who, what are the type of names that the Cooper deniers would mention? Yeah, I mean, the two are Lopetegui, um, who did really well at Wolves, he but, did, he but he didn't play sparkling football. It was all very, it was results driven. It wasn't entertainment driven. No, and I mean, then I saw, he walked I, after six months as well. Well, I saw quite a bit of him uh, at Wolves towards the end of last season, and uh, yeah, very tactical manager. Occasionally, got the tactics a bit wrong. Was a bit panicky in games where he decided to play for a draw. And yeah. then I think it, there was a, there was one game in particular. I don't think it was against Liverpool. Um, yeah, and then yeah, he he didn't get the finance that he wanted and left the club. Um, the best thing I heard to his credit actually was that um, he decided to leave, and until they appointed Gary O'Neill, uh, he said I'll stay and train the players. Which I thought, mm. you know, you don't get that. I mean, there's honour in football that you don't often get. So, so who's the other name then? You've heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just on Lopetegui. I do think Lopetegui is a good manager, but I, me too. Yeah, his yeah. Name name carries a bit of a cachet. Uh, the other one's Potter, who fans would like, uh, given his work at Brighton <clears throat> more so than Chelsea, which I can see. Uh, he's very good. Well, yeah, uh, it, well, Steve Potter and uh, Steve Cooper are sort of interchange. That's Swansea, and yeah, it, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Potter, yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. We barely heard of for when did he lose his job? April now, so yeah. six six months, six seven months since we've heard from him. Uh, I think he took a. It's got a hell of a shock at Chelsea. Um, he used to play for Macclesfield Town, my hometown club. Uh, and uh, he, he um, actually, a similar, a similar uh, you know, disposition to Steve Cooper, you know, nice guy. Mm. Uh, I've seen him be, he's a very, very polite man. Uh, you know, Brian Clough would approve. Uh, and he's a um, very, very polite man, very gentle character. It does feel like he was chewed up and spat out of it by Chelsea. Um, but would he want to go to a club that buys players in the same amount of uh, volume as, as Forest have? Because I think he's been a victim of that before. 
Yeah, and he was come from Brighton, who was so well run. I'm not saying Forest aren't well run because the owners put a lot of money in, but Cooper's one of his strengths is managing upwards. I think with an owner who's very demanding. Yes. And yeah. Cooper, yeah. you know, Potter did so well at Brighton, where there was a lot of time given, a lot of patience, and didn't get that at Chelsea. And I don't think he necessarily get that at Forest because no Forest managers had that. For, you know, Cooper yeah. was the first complete a season in charge for about 15 years. <laughs> yeah. At least, well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've forgotten about Graham Potter. That's the thing. He was a, he, he was one of those managers actually, uh, who actually was quite a good self publicist, believe it or not. Before, oh, really? Okay. Because when he was at uh, Ostersunds in yes, uh, yeah, yeah, in Sweden, yeah. on the website, his his phone number was written on there, and you could phone him. So a lot of journalists did a is mm. Graham Potter the ex Aston Villa, and you know, and then uh, obviously. And then I think they they played. Did they play an English club in the champ in the Europa League? Might be nice. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then uh, didn't stay long at Swansea, you know. But but you yeah, really sort of pushed himself. And then Brighton is you know and and he pushed. Yeah, I mean, I think possibly a fine manager for us. Let's not let's not bury Steve Cooper just yet. But uh, no, no. I, I think yeah. I think that's the type of manager you should have because it's progressive. Works with players, improves players. We, we saw that, um, but I think as you as you intimated before, everyone's looking for the new Deserby, aren't they? That yeah, the, the tactical revolutionary, which I think is Bournemouth's problem, is that they yeah, went yeah. for that in Iriola, and um, well, uh, we'll see. I mean, I think they might get better. I think they've had more money spent on them than people realise, which you know. So hey, maybe you start might start to worry if Bournemouth start to yeah. push you up. But yeah, they're not in yeah. No, and I, I'm fully I mean I've spoke for ages on this podcast backing Cooper and making the case that he's keep raising his ceiling every year he's been in management. I think he'll keep doing it if given time. Just last question before we go then. Sure. There were other names linked last season. I was interested to get your take on them. Rafa Benitez, Steven yeah. Gerrard, and Patrick Vieira were the other three names that are probably most prominently linked. I mean, Vieira is Vieira the only one amongst that bunch that you personally would say as a manager in him or not? Obviously, think, Rafa did, but has his ship sailed now? I think Rafa's having problems in Spain, isn't he? Is it Celta Vigo? I think things haven't gone too well. Um, Stephen, well, uh, yeah, okay. Don't really say much more about him. He's made his decision uh, lucratively. Uh, Very good. Uh, if, if 976 pounds, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Macclesfield Town might get more than that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Uh, now there's a bar, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, Vieira. No, I think I think there was an idea that Vieira was pretty harshly treated by Palace. Um, but with, I mean, you know, their, their uh, ownership were concerned that things would slip. Roy came in, and then everything was fine. Um, I'd be concerned about him. I think he's been, has he been, he's been in New York. Was at Nice, I think, wasn't he, for a little bit? Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I think you've got to push towards the Potter and Lopetegui market, really, mm. if that if that's what you want. But again, let's not. Steve Cooper's one of those names that, uh, yeah, there are certain sort of Fleet Street hacks that spend their entire time searching for the next England manager. Now I know he's a Welshman, but he's the type that you know would be linked with it because. Because of his achievements and his, you know, the fact he's worked for the FA and stuff like that. Um, though, 
as, as good a job as Gareth Southgate has done, I, I wouldn't wish that job on anyone, really. Uh, it's, uh, you know... No, we discussed this on a live show, saying that we don't... Cooper's great strength is coaching, developing players, and if you're England manager, you're only doing that for two days every two months or something. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and that, that, that's the that's the thing with Cooper, is, is that he... Even if he steps away from frontline management, he'll always have a job because of those those qualities of coaching. I think, like he, you know, he is a a, a top pro, and of course, um, you know, at Liverpool, he was highly thought of there, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's the thing, isn't it? With you mentioned Vieira, you mentioned Gerard, those Vincent Company might fall into this category. We don't know that yet, but Wayne Rooney's another one, isn't he? You know, big mm-hmm. name. But I don't know. Don't know why clubs do this. I really yeah. don't. When there are so many coaches and managers that coming up through the system, which we've in English football they've worked out through St George's Park, so on, to to turn to those names because they might sell a few tickets for a few weeks, but the ticket sales will go down when they start playing, like yeah. Villa did under Gerard, or you know, it, it, yeah. it, it's a, a, a create. I mean, you had it, you know, maybe with David Platt, you know, a generation ago, uh, and uh, as far as I recall. Uh, he wasn't the most popular manager you ever had. No, although his players did love him. And the uh, players I speak to about him say he was ahead of his time. And in terms of methodology, he was more from the Wenger school. You can see why he went to work with Mancini a lot, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, true. But it's a case to be careful what you wish for, which seems a good note to end on. So uh, hopefully people have watched that and enjoyed it. Uh, do give us a like and a subscribe as ever. And we shall be back tomorrow previewing the Aston Villa game in the company of some of the regulars. So, uh, John, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I did. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks very much. Have a good few days, everyone. We shall see you soon.